Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership As Podcast, Season 3, Episode 16, The Keys to Changing Company Culture. Keys are used to lock doors, but also to unlock doors. What is the potential that you would like to unlock in your company culture? And what are some of the high-priority culture changers that you would like to lock in with your company culture? Let's talk about it. And it begins with leadership. You know, leadership leads the ship. It determines the direction of the company. It creates the atmosphere in which the employees work in. And if the minds of the leadership is clouded with stinking thinking, meaning that they are not legitimately concerned about the well-being of their employees or their team, then the company begins to experience a decline. Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership As Podcast, Season 3, Episode 16, with my special guest, Dr. Henry M. Carter. Dr. Carter served as the Executive Director and Operations Manager for the YMCA and as the Director of Atlanta Technical College Institute for Males. Dr. Carter is also the president of H.M. Carter & Associates, a company that offers consulting, workshops, seminars, and public speaking. The company's services provide their clients with the knowledge and skills necessary to improve their work, performance, and communication abilities. Hey, welcome, Dr. Carter. Well, thank you for having me on today. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So besides what I... Uh, just stated there about you, you know, if you can tell our audience uh, more about who you are and what you do. Well, you know, first of all, I am a servant of the most high, the creator. I believe that we were put on this planet to help the least, the lost and the left out. So I'm always a servant leader first. And then I'm a, a husband, a father and a grandfather. And so that means a lot for me. But in the professional world, uh, I am an author. I've written a couple of books. One of them is for adults, I mean, middle school and above called Who Moved My Nuts, which is about a squirrel who overcame adversities of having her tree cut down. But I talk about seven things you could do to reinvent yourself. And then I wrote a children's version of it called Who Moved My Acorn. And in addition to that, uh, you know, I am a educator. Uh, I teach on the collegiate level, uh, business management, but I'm a I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I have uh, a consulting business. Uh, I have a bookstore called the Tree of Knowledge Bookstore, and I have a restaurant called King Henry's Turkey Legs here in the Metro Atlanta area. <laughs> very good. Yeah, you 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 sound uh very busy, very busy. Yeah, well, I yeah. believe yeah, I just believe that we have to maximize and monetize all of our gifts. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So what got you started in this, you know, in in any of your um entrepreneurial like there's a difference between a bookstore, then a consulting and then, you know, King Henry's turkey wings and things and so you know that's a that's a that's a that's an expansion right there so what got you into you know that type of work 
Well, I believe all of us have a purpose in life and we have to be driven by that purpose. And at a younger age, I understood what my personal mission statement was. And that was to help cultivate and nurture the best that's inside of everyone that I meet. And so I I have that uh, printed on paper and put it in a frame on a wall and everything in my life it permeates out of my personal mission statement. So all of the things I mentioned before that I'm involved in help me to help other people in some form of fashion, whether it's the bookstore that helps to increase the intellectual prowess of people to help them to change the narrative or give them additional skills, whether it's the food that I'm providing a healthy version of food uh, and, and, and allowing people to have a place of employment, uh, whether it's in education where I'm constantly adding to the body of knowledge, all of that helps me to fulfill my personal mission statement. That's kind of where it began at. Uh, at an early age, I was bitten by the entrepreneur bug, was part of some organizations as a young person called Junior Achievement, which is an organization that encourages young people to get into entrepreneurship. But then I also in high school, I was a uh, president of an organization that still exists called Future Business Leaders of America. And so I have always been intrigued by this opportunity that, you know, you can make money and uh, provide a mission at the same time. Yeah, excellent. Yes, sir. And I'm very familiar with the Junior Achievement. We had something like that in uh, Minneapolis. Um, yeah, so so very good. It taught that entrepreneurship and accounting and management, you know, from a junior level. So that's an excellent skill to have, man, for for young people. So thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, how, how do, so as, as this uh, podcast, we're talking about, you know, keys to company culture and your dealing with, you know, coming from an entrepreneurial mindset uh, and have uh, had the entrepreneurial experience. Have you ever had a, you know, I I guess a regular, what they call a regular job before? Yes. You know, my background is, is that I was an executive with the YMCA for 18 years. I managed YMCAs around the country. Uh, These facilities were 50,000 square feet, 300 employees, multi-million dollar budgets. And I did that for 18 years because once again, it it, it was connected to my personal mission statement of helping the least, the lost and the left out. Uh, And then I worked nine years as a uh, director for the Institute for Males at with the Technical College System of Georgia. And that was a program where we worked with 400 boys and men of color to get them uh, enrolled in college and get them prepared for the world of work and entrepreneurship. And so alongside of those two tracks, I always had my entrepreneur endeavors uh, going on. And in 2016, I made a conscious uh, decision to uh, be an entrepreneur full time. And it's been one of the most rewarding journeys for me. Yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent. A lot of us who are still on our nine to fives, you know, are, you know, doing these side hustles or having that same kind of uh, internal struggle of when to take that leap, you know, uh, into the entrepreneurial realm. So we'll get into some of that, I guess, at, at another time, some more. Um, however, so working these nine to fives these, in these corporate companies, uh, you, you, you saw the company culture. You know, so what did you think of, you know, the company culture that was there and 
any uh, the the title for today, of course, is keys to changing company culture. So if you can tell us some more about, you know, how to how to change company culture once it is toxic. And have you ever seen a toxic culture that just, you know, robs you of the energy of wanting to be there? Absolutely. You know, I, I have the fortunate opportunity to do uh, corporate trainings all around the country, and I'm often confronted with companies who are experiencing a decline in their profit margins. And when we do a an analysis of it, a SWOT analysis, looking at their strengths, weaknesses and opportunities and threats, we begin to find out that there's something going on with the culture and it begins with leadership. You know, leadership leads the ship. It determines the direction of the company. It creates the atmosphere in which the employees work in. And if the minds of the leadership is clouded with stinking thinking, meaning that they are not legitimately concerned about the well-being of their employees or their team then the company begins to experience a decline. And so what I go in with, I talk about what is your emotional intelligence level? Because mm. that is the beginning of success, your emotional intelligence level. And for your listening audience who may not be uh, familiar with emotional intelligence, it basically says, how do you impact the world and how do you react to the world, right? And so we first have to identify what are the things that trigger you? What are the things that you need to work on so that you can discipline your disappointment and increase your weaknesses and make them strength so that you can be a better leader to identify how you can help other people? And when the emotional intelligence is higher in the company, the company culture is more productive. Uh, there's a research, I want to just share this, that says that people who have a higher EQ, which is emotional intelligence, uh, excels faster than people who have a higher IQ, which determines your intelligence, because people like working around people they like. And if you have that likability factor, then people are more productive. But if you come into the room like Dark Vader and you suck the air out of the room, then your staff do not feel compelled to help the company. Mm. <laughs> so, so, so a major key in changing company culture, of course, is as I've heard John C. Maxwell say that everything rises and falls on leadership. So you're saying about Right now, you're echoing that leadership has to be at the helm or, as you just stated, lead a ship. And uh, a major key in that is uh, emotional intelligence or what their emotional intelligence level is. Exactly. You know, we have a lot of people who uh, fail to understand the importance of ongoing personal and professional development. And so they. A suffer from what, since you mentioned John Maxwell, and he has something in his book called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, he talks about the law of the lid. And in that law, he talks about where people stop growing and your team may be ready to excel past your stopping point. And so they begin to find other leaderships. A lot of times, leaders who don't continue 
personal and professional development, they're stagnating the growth of the company because they are victims or willing victims of arrested development. They're not constantly growing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And look, I'm laughing because I completely bear witness to what you're saying. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so if a culture is like that and you, you've given us, you know, a, a couple of any more keys that you can help uh, out, uh, help our audience out with changing company culture. Well, you got to get to know the individuals. You can't cookie cut your team. There's four basic personalities that exist on a team. There are people who are extroverted. They're outgoing. They like to talk to people. Then there are introverted people. They are more reserved. Then you have those who are more uh, sympathetic. Uh, they like to volunteer. They care about other people. And then you have those who are pragmatic, right? They are more logical and like to connect the dots. When you understand those four basic personalities exist on a team, you just can't look at everybody as one blanket sheet of paper. You got to look at the individuals. And as a leader, you find out what triggers them, what excites them, what motivates them, and how do they integrate into the overall team. And you put them in an environment that best allows them to grow. And so you don't want to put an introverted person out in front doing presentations, right? But a lot of leaders don't understand their people, so they give assignments to people that are not consistent with the personality of their people. See, when I am in leadership, I'm going to learn everything about my staff. I'm going to learn their favorite color. I'm going to learn their favorite movies. I'm going to learn their favorite books. Why? Because as my lead, as, as a leader, it is my job to make sure that they are motivated, they are valued, and when people feel that they are valued, the culture is more amenable. We've seen that in Silicon Valley when they have relaxed the traditional environment of an office. You can go in there wearing your blue jeans and your t-shirts and skate that skateboard down the hall and take a nap during the middle of the day. When we see, and you see those companies are making billions of dollars. Why? Because they understand that the culture has to be conducive enough for people to feel valued and motivated. Yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you. Thank you for that, Dr. Carter. So what I got here is, of course, there's uh, the number one key here is uh, leadership. Number two key is uh, uh, emotional intelligence or the EQ. And then number three is learning the four basic uh, personalities um, of a team. So that's excellent, sir. Thank you. If you can also give our audience... Um, three leadership tips, you know, as this being a leadership podcast, you know, but I'm, but it's also uh, dealing with employee engagement, because I think that, you know, there's a connection between entrepreneurship, leadership, and employee engagement. Um, so if you can give our audience three leadership tips. First of all, strive to be a servant leader. Robert Greenleaf, who, the one who kind of coined the term servant leadership, even though servant leadership has been around for thousands of years in its practice, but the coining of the term 
servant leadership. Uh, a lot of people contributed to a person named Robert Greenleaf. And he said, when you help other people to achieve the things that they need in life, you will always have the things that you need in life. And so a leader first must go into the position of leadership in being a servant leader. The second thing that has to happen for a leadership is to be what you want them to be. Meaning you have to model the behavior that you want your team to have. And don't let titles get in the way. Yes, you're the CEO. Yes, you're the president. Yes, you're the department head. That's cool. But as uh, John Maxwell says, there are two positions in leadership. There's permissible leadership. And there's positional leadership. He said positional leadership is the title, but permissible leadership is who the people choose to be their leader. And it may not be you who have the title. They may go to somebody who they feel that values them. And so the second thing is, don't just be a positional leadership, strive to be a permissible leader in which the people feel uh, motivated to follow your leadership. And the third thing is, is to have a commitment to growing the culture of the company constantly. Don't be afraid to change. Don't get stuck in the mud of tradition. And if you do those three things, constantly understand I'm a servant leader, constantly understanding the importance of valuing people and constantly understanding that the culture needs to be changed, you will become the leader of the century. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Carter, for uh, your insightful answers uh, to that, to that question here. Um, if you can, uh, you know, what, what is uh give us um you know a closing comment uh and contact information how can people get your books uh and your services you know the closing comment i would like to say is that it is always a privilege to be in leadership and you should always stay humble as a leader uh, you know, we all heard of the three C's cool, calm, and collected. And I learned that when you are cool, calm, and collected, when you stay humble as a leader, you don't hoard your authority over people. They will go beyond the call of duty. They won't stick just to the job description. They will add additional things onto the job description that you wouldn't even did even tell them to put on there because they are just so excited about being in your area of leadership. Uh, people can get in contact with me uh, uh, www.henrymcarter.com, www.henrymcarter.com. And of course, I encourage everyone to go to my restaurant website, which is kinghenryturkeylegs.com and check out our phenomenal menu. And if you're in the Metro Atlanta area, stop by and get you some turkey legs, chicken wings, and all the other fixings that go with it. Yeah. So listen, man, thank you so much uh, for, for your insightful words and for your, uh, your powerful delivery of that insightful words. And so, you know, know that this door is always open, uh, open for you. Well, thank you for having me on the show. It's been a plum pleasing pleasure. And as I say to everyone at the end of all of my speeches, I'll see you at the top because the bottom is too crowded. 
Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast with my special guest, Dr. Henry Carter of uh, Henry of HM Carter and Associates. He gave us three excellent leadership tips. Number one is to strive to be a servant leader, a servant leader. Many people associate servant leader with religion, but to serve is absolutely the obligation and the honor of any leader to serve their organization or company. Number two is he, sa- he says, be what you want them to be. Be what you want your followers to be, right? So that's an excellent uh, um, example of being an example is be what you want your people to be. And then third, he says, you know, have a commitment to grow the culture constantly, not just a one-time you know, uh, professional development or leadership development for your organization, but have a commitment to grow the culture constantly. Hey, thank you so much, Dr. Henry M. Carter, for these excellent leadership tips. Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to assist your organization to fill or build your leadership bench. If you would like to have a half-hour conversation of what that would look like, Please don't hesitate to give us a call at 828-333-7234, or you can send us an email at thejasonamohammed at gmail.com, and we will respond promptly. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.